Today's show is sponsored by the MultiorgasmicMama.com. If lack of confidence, low libido, or guilt and shame around your sexuality are the cause of your bedroom woes, you know, the hot wild sex you never have anymore, or the transition into motherhood that sucked your libido dry, let me help you get your mojo and magnetic feminine spark back. Magic, miracles, total self-love, and multi-orgasmic bliss included. See you at TheMultiorgasmicMama.com. Hey, Susan, how are you doing today? Hey, Lacey, I'm so great. It's wonderful to be with you. I'm happy to spend this time talking about libido and the body aspect of it. Right, yep, I'm super excited to have you on. Thank you for sharing and for coming on uh, because you've got some expertise that I know my audience is super excited to hear about. Uh, one thing that I don't really discuss much. So if we could just go ahead and start by just telling us a little bit about you, what you do, what you offer to the world. What are you all about? Yeah, sure, um, well, my title is Trusted Hot Sex Advisor to Millions. I love my title because it's, um, it's one that is really born out of my own um, disappointments in, with sex in my marriage and how I, and my husband, with my husband, how we learned to go from a sex life that was swirling down the toilet to getting on what I call the upward pleasure spiral. Um, after about a decade of being married, our sex life was on the rocks. We were thinking about getting divorced and said, what are we doing? We are fabulous together. We need to just learn how to have good sex. And so we took a lot of Tantra classes. We took orgasmic meditation. We walked on fire with Tony Robbins. We did many levels of the Human Awareness Institute. Um, and we just really studied how to have great sex. And one of the things that happened was I'd had a lot of sexual trauma in my younger years. And I thought, oh, I'm over it, I'm over it. But I had really stuffed it and it was still just kind of all caught in my womb. So my husband was really a, a major healer for me in letting me kind of, he just like massaged me and gave me G-spot massage and really helped me like let go of all of the armoring and the anger and the victimhood and the guilt and the shame and the, you know, everything that happens to so many of us, not just women, but also men. We all get hurt and shamed and abused and STIs and unwanted pregnancies. And, you know, sex is fraught with so many scary things, but it can also just be really a connection to divine source when two people can merge as one and connect to spirit. So it's this thing that has all these kind of like dark, you know, scary bits that also has divinity. <laughs> it's just like an, such an amazing part of our life, you know? I mean, what is more broad and fascinating than your sexuality. Gosh, hardly anything. You know, it's just incredible. Yeah. So in the coming back together and the learning how to have great sex, he and I decided that we wanted to bring all of the knowledge that we'd experienced out to the world and created our own company, teaching passionate lovemaking techniques and bedroom communication skills. And I did that for over a decade and realized that I could teach you all the sex techniques possible. I could teach you how to ask for everything you wanted in the bedroom and know what that was. But if you weren't physically healthy, if your actual 
physical libido, your heart, your hormones, your uh, urogenital structure had issues. He, he had penile issues. You know, the se sex isn't good unless you're healthy. And so that's the third leg of the stool is sexual health. And um, I've been really on a massive learning curve around human sexual vitality. And I put together an event called the Sexual Vitality Summit. Mm -hmm. And that is where I assembled my dream team. I'm very well connected. I've got a really good network of experts and a lot of mentors in functional medicine, nutrition, tantra teachers, uh, regenerative medicine experts. So I assembled this group of people and we basically took down every single sexual health situation in this summit. And we're like, okay, how do you reverse ED? How do you get over painful sex? What if you've got vaginal laxity? What if you have incontinence and you're peeing every time you're sneezing? What if you have lichen sclerosis, polycystic ovary syndrome? What if you have, you know, if you're trying to get off of hormonal birth control and you want non-hormonal birth control? What if you want to, what if you're afraid of getting STIs? What do you need to know about STIs? What, what about if you have herpes and you don't want to give it to somebody? How do you tamp it down and not give it, you know, like there's just, how do you rewrite your libido story? How do you overcome trauma? How do you, uh, yeah, there's like so many things. I'm not even listing them all, but you, even just by listing those things, it's like, yeah. whoa, yeah, there's a lot to sex. I didn't think about all that stuff, but yeah, you know, and cystitis, vaginitis, um, <laughs> you know, this is like urinary tract infections, candida overgrowths, thinning hair makes us not feel sexy, you know? <laughs> so many things to libido that you don't think about. When you think about libido, you just think, okay, it's my hormones and I'm not horny. What do I do? Do I need to take more hormones? Well, no, you actually don't. If you're not producing enough hormones yourself, you got to look deeper into why that is. And then if you're past menopause, then you look at bioidentical hormone replacement, but then you need to know, okay, well, how do I test it? And what do I do? You know, so there's just a lot to actual physical libido. That's quite interesting. Right. Oh, I love it. Yes. Were you always into this work or did you not really get into it until after you kind of had that uh, wake up call with your husband and in your relationship? Or were you doing this before then? I always wanted to have good sex. Mm -hmm but I never, it was elusive to me. I didn't have an orgasm from penetration until I was about 45. Oh, wow. So I had sex with my husband for over a decade while never having an orgasm. Mm. And that's what really drove the wedge between us that we had to remediate or get divorced. And um, we found our way back to each other by learning sexual skills, learning how to make love. You know, anybody can make a baby, but we don't get taught how to make love. And I don't, I want people to move from friction to passion, not just sex, but lovemaking. So I, this was my second career. I was an extremely successful Silicon Valley executive mm -hmm. who almost lost my marriage and said, I want to start a company that teaches lovemaking techniques, passionate, heart-connected lovemaking techniques, bedroom communication skills that get you on that upward pleasure spiral. 
And that's when I realized, oh, the third leg of the stool is sexual health. And I really need to do a deep dive into that. And having done the Sexual Vitality Summit, which is free to everyone, the way it works is you get, there's a week of interviews and every day you get three to five free interviews that you can consume for free. And enough people say, oh, I don't have time right now, but I really want to have this, that they purchase it for 59 bucks. And that funds it so that my partners can afford to tell everyone about it. So that's kind of like, it's like a fortuitous circle where it makes it easy for anyone to have the information because at least a few people purchase it. And so it works. It's a great model because I like to make sure that everybody can have my content, not just the people who can quote unquote afford it. So um, doing the summit really taught me a lot about libido, um, about surprising things about libido. I'd love to tell you some of them. Ah, yeah, I'd love to hear. Sure. (laughs) Okay. So the first thing that I realized that I was like, oh my God, I had no idea was that ground zero for our libido is our gut microbiome. I really never connected the dots. I always thought that libido was hormone related and that if you didn't have enough hormones, you didn't have desire, but it really isn't that. If your libido is your sexual vitality, is your desire, is your wanting sex. And part of that is your libido, which is your physical. And part of it is your desire, which is your mental and emotional. And if your gut microbiome is messed up, you're not producing hormones or neurotransmitters at the level that you need to, to feel horny, if you will. And I didn't realize how much your microbiome is a part of your overall health as well as your sexual desire and health. And if you're not pooping every day, like if you don't wake up and have a poop just basically slide out of you, if you have to work at all to poop, if you skip a day without pooping, or if pooping is difficult or you're never really sure, if you're what I call a poopanata instead of a poopalata, then your biome is messed up. If you have acid indigestion, bloating, gas, food sensitivities, your gut microbiome is, is messed up. What happens is there's a really good book out right now called Estrogenation. And it's about how we are bombarded with toxins. We get the, to- we get the toxins from our plastic water bottles, our saran wrap, the stuff our food is wrapped in in the grocery store, the Tupperware we microwave our stuff in, the, um, the, all of our hemp milk containers have BPA plastics in them, unless they say BPA-free, and then they're still coated. The pizza boxes are coated with plastics. Everything is plastics in our food supply. Then you have, so that's called an endocrine disruptor. It disrupts your own hormone production. And then you have your makeup, your shampoo, your body lotion, your sunscreen, your laundry detergent, your dishwashing detergent, your soap, your shampoo, your dry cleaning bags, you know, your dry, your dry cleaned clothes, you know, all these things, those are full of chemicals that are endocrine disruptors. Then you have your squishy jelly sex toys that smell weird. 
that have phthalates in them that leach toxins into your system that are endocrine disruptors. You have uh, the air that you breathe has heavy metals in it, lead, cadmium, the brown rice you eat has arsenic in it, the tuna that you eat at sushi has um, uh, mercury in it, and you've got fillings and, you know, vaccines, and, you know, whatever, all this stuff. So mm. our bodies are just bombarded with toxins living in the 21st century world. Yeah. They all mutate and destroy our ability to produce not only our hormones, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, cortisol, thyroid, melatonin, all those things, oxytocin, that they also mess up our neurotransmitter production. Like serotonin is made in the gut. That's your happy place. If your gut's messed up, it messes up your ability to produce your neurotransmitters. You get brain fog, you get dysbiosis, and then you get all those issues. So if you have any of those problems, you're not producing neurotransmitters and hormones the way you should be. And so you got to clean up your gut by reseeding. First, you have to get rid of bacterias and parasites and um, viruses that are hurting you. And then you have to replace the bad gut bacteria with the good gut bacteria. So you've got to tamp down the candidas and things like that, the funguses. And then you've got to reseed. You've got to get the good gut bacteria in there, the colonizing bacteria in your gut. And then you have to look at transient, also transient bacteria. So actually, it's so funny. I have one right here because I was um, talking to a friend of mine about it. I'm taking this protolytic probiotic. It's called P3OM. And it's actually a transient probiotic. You take them at night and they clean, they, they eat the bad bacteria and they digest all the proteins and the lipids off of the viruses and things. And they help digest the food that's in your system. So you get that poo going again and you get that clean up in your microbiome. I'll give you a link to a free, do you want a link to a free bottle for your show notes? Yeah, sure. That'd be awesome. They they give me this to get, they give me a free bottle to give away. Um, it's uh, P three O M, like Ohm mm-hmm. slash Susan, and that you pay shipping and they send you a free bottle of these. I love this. So I've been doing this a lot, and I've also been taking a lot of. Um, Cod, I take a tablespoon of cod liver oil every morning, as well as 600 units of vitamin E mixed tocopherols. And I make my own salad dressing out of organic avocado oil from Primal Kitchen, which I really like, or any, you know, there's also Chosen brand that makes organic avocado oil. Uh, so I get my f- healthy fats in, a lot of healthy fats in to keep the poos flowing. And then the probiotics to keep the gut biome in good shape, and then detoxification. So once you've got everything moving, if you're not moving, don't start detoxing. You don't wanna release toxins into your body that you can't get rid of. Right. But, so you got it, most of us aren't getting enough fats. Like we're eating some avocados, we're eating some nuts, but really not, like really just flowing. Well, so once you get that going, then you start your detoxing to get all that stuff that's been suppressing your hormone production and your serotonin production, you get that out of your body through saunas, sweating, skin brushing, um, 
using things like, I like cytodetox, um, some of the bentonite clays, things like that are really good. So things that chelate metals and hormone disruptors and plastics and phthalates and get them released into your system. There's a really good book by um, Dr. Joe Pizzorno. Do you know Dr. Joe Pizzorno? Mm-mm, not familiar. He runs, he founded Baxter University with Dr. Uh, Michael Murray and they're natural, they're naturopaths. And um, he has a book called The Toxin Solution. And it's this very, very easy, gentle to- detoxification strategy where first you detox your kidneys, then you detox your liver. You know, so it, you're not trying to detoxify everything all at once. Mm-hmm. You're doing a very slow kind of methodical detoxification. It's the most sane detoxification book I've ever read. You don't want to be like pouring a bunch of oil into your liver or anything like that, you know, doing those kinds of liver cleanses and things. They're not good for you. It's too hard on your body. But taking like a tablespoon of cod liver oil, really good for you every day. You know, that gets you some good healthy fat for your brain because your brain is made of cholesterol. And Mm cholesterol is not a fat, it's a wax. That's why we have neuroplasticity. It can remold the wax in your brain. But if you're not feeding it a lot of good fat, you can't get, you get brain fog. You know, it slows you down. It slows your thinking down. So all these things are very holistic. If you can support your body by getting everything moving and getting all that microbiota, really like getting your food chewed up and closing the gaps in your villi so you don't have leaky gut and all that stuff. Then you start to feel better and you have more energy. Then you can get the stuff out and then your hormones will really start going again. If your hormones are low and you take hormone replacement, you're just throwing it up against a wall. If your hormones are low, it's because of systemic issues. So hormone replacement isn't going to work. Your hormones do decline as you age. So if you're in good shape and you're pooing and you're detoxifying and you're adding what are called exogenous hormones, which are the hormones you add in, not the hormones you make yourself. Those are endogenous or what you make, exogenous or what you add in. Don't add in till you're really flowing with your own alimentary system where that's all moving well for you. Yeah. I'll, uh, Does that make sense? Yeah, that lights up my science nerd brain. I am a biology and chemistry major, so <laughs> it makes me happy to hear all of these words again. I love it. Yeah. So would you say that the number one way that you would know that you need to work on your gut biome is if uh, you're not pooing every day? Number one is pooing, but <laughs> then any of those other things, farts, um, bloats, <laughs> Uh, burps, acid indigestion, upset stomach, um, candida overgrowths, swollen tongue, um, food allergies, food sensitivities. Those are uh, skin, eczema, rosacea. Uh, all of those things are likely food allergies, dysbiosis, gut microbiome related. Yeah. Wow. That's so interesting. So if all of that's going on, then it's very, and you're experiencing a lack of desire, low libido, then that's how you could know that maybe that's something that you would really need to, to backtrack and, and really take stock in your health. And where would you say would someone would start if they made, put these two pieces together? So lack of desire and I'm having all of these physical symptoms what would be the first thing that you would suggest to do? First thing I'd do is I'd start taking more oil. 
I really think that we're oil depleted. And if you've had your gallbladder out, I'd recommend that you take um, a lipase enzyme and ox bile salts. And if you are, if you have your gallbladder, take a lipase enzyme. The um, masszymes by the P3OM company, they're very nice. They have a really wide range. So it helps you digest your food. And then if you you, you may have low stomach acid. That's very common with people who have dysbiosis and they have something called HCL, which is also good. They all work together. HCL is betaine that increases your hydrochloric acid. So you're digesting your food and you're also killing off the pathogens that naturally come in with things that we ingest. So I think a good combination of uh, take the, the HCL and the enzymes when you eat and take the P3-ohm at night to clean out your system while you're taking the cod liver oil and the vitamin E tocopherols and you're eating some or some good organic avocado oil or and good organic cold pressed first run uh, olive oil is also very good and then your nuts and your seeds ground flax seeds in the morning freshly ground in your smoothie are really good um, they give you that nice omega profile. Hemp seeds have a really nice omega profile as well. So getting lots of omegas, like more than you would imagine, like a tablespoon full of oils, you know, tablespoons full of oils. Wow. They, you need that healthy fat. I think we are fat starved in right. our culture. We get a lot of vegetable oil in the Chinese foods and the Indian foods and things like that. We get a lot of vegetable oil. Those are bad for you. You want the you want the good organic avocado and things like that. Yeah, and if someone were to like really start this regimen of, you know, clearing out their gut biome and rehabilitating that, and they've got this good ecology going on, like would they like how long do you think it would take before they started to notice a difference or an increase? Ninety days. Three months. Yeah, that makes sense. It yeah. takes ninety days to reverse a lifetime of trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Just to really get it started reversing. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Oh my gosh. That's so super helpful because it's definitely something I don't really address much. Uh, most of the people that I work with are super health conscious to begin with. Um, and it's just one of those things that, you know, you, you have an expertise on that. I like the information you just shared was so extensive and so amazing. Uh, that, you know, if you miss something, I definitely encourage you to, to go back and listen to it again, because I feel like I need to go back and listen to some of those things again and like take note. <laughs> Wait, what did she say? I need to do this and then that. Uh, yeah, it was like really valuable information you just shared. So thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. yeah it's, um, it's, a, it's a big part of your general health. You'll just have more energy and more cognitive function once you get all that cleaned up and the foods that we eat, I mean, just thinking about the herbicides and the glyphosate that is poured on the crops, we, you know, we can eat organic as much as we want at home, but every restaurant we go to, unless we have some lucky, you know, organic restaurant we go to, it's all um, GMO modified, you know, uh, broken oil set, you know, bad oil, vegetable oil type of stuff. So it's really hard to get the nutrition that we need out at restaurants. And unfortunately we have to eat out a lot in today's world. So you got to do whatever you can to counteract that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Personal chef is on the, the menu for me soon. 
<laughs> yes, get all that healthy food. Someone else will make it for me. Oh my goodness, with kids and all. Yeah, it's something I'm totally looking forward to. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm wondering what your number one tip or trick would be for becoming a multi-orgasmic woman. So if you had one thing that you could share, what would it be? Yeah. Well, I would say that orgasm is a learned skill and you get better by understanding it. Um, by my count, there are 16 types of female orgasm. And I know there are more ways women are having orgasms that I'm not even aware of, but you know, you look at um, clitoral, vaginal, cervical, G-spot, female ejaculatory, uh, perineal, anal, um, breast, mouth and throat from oral, um, uh, full body orgasms, energy orgasms, where you just have an orgasm from thinking about it. That's what happens to me every time I go to yoga class. Um, <laughs> what are some of the other ones I'm forgetting? Oh, foot gasms and belly gasms, like your erectus abdominis muscle when that's massaged can really give you a great orgasm. Foot massage can be orgasmic for many women. Um, your foot and your clitoris are side by side in your brain the sensation you feel is side by side in your brain so there's a lot of easy crossover there um so there's just a lot of different types of orgasmic pleasure that can be had and it's all just learned skill mm -hmm. the one that women struggle with the most is penetration orgasms mm -hmm. and um orgasms from intercourse penis and vagina sex and women think there's something wrong because they can't have them but there's nothing wrong with you. Hardly any women naturally have them. That's a totally learned skill. And it's a combination of proper engorgement, getting enough blood flow before penetration. And um, also just your partner having some penetration skills, like not thinking that you're a car engine and he's a piston. <laughs> like that is the really the poorest level of sexual mastery ever. And the problem is most guys, you know, 80% of men think they are above average in bed. <laughs> and 80% of men are well below average in bed. Absolutely. The testosterone gives them an overly, that gives them overconfidence. That's just what testosterone does. It makes them very sure that they're excellent. Mm -hmm. um, so learning thrusting skills um, and learning pelvic relaxation skills and uh, proper engorgement are really some of the paths. I've got a great series on my YouTube channel um, that is all about how to have penetration orgasms from intercourse. It covers everything because different women need different things. So it's the entire like panoply of things. And uh, as you watch it, you'll be like, yeah, I'm not doing that's what I needed. That's going to do it for me. Or, oh yeah, these three things are totally missing for me. I did not even think about that. So I like to teach women how to have all those kinds of orgasms. Um, and so I think that's probably the best thing. And my YouTube channel is if you just go to betterlover.com, uh, you go right to my channel and um, you can just, there's a search box on YouTube and you can just type in orgasm and there'll be like, a bunch of videos that come up, including that penetration orgasm playlist. So I think that's a big thing for women to learn to have more pleasure from sex generally. Yeah. I love that. Actually, there's a podcast on here, um, how to have orgasms from penetration. It's the second most, 
uh, downloaded podcast. So I hear it all the time too. Uh, women struggle with this. You're not alone if that's you. Uh, it is totally learned skill, like Susan just said. Um, just takes practice and like learning what's what's not working. And hell yeah, about men that think they're great in bed and aren't really. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. it takes sexual training to really learn how to how to give women orgasms, like all of the different kinds you just mentioned. And yeah, like uh, having those skills is so important because you don't get taught that. So absolutely go watch those videos, get some visual aid too. <laughs> yes. Was there anything else that you'd like to share with us today? Well, I think I've, I've, uh, I could talk a little bit about desire because it's different and arousal because I really think about libido, desire, and arousal being three intersecting circles, you know, a Venn diagram. And, and I imagine that the intersection of those circles is a little heart. And that's the sweet spot for us. And so we've talked a lot about libido and how it's a lot of it's the physicality of your body. And then desire is um, the emotional connection and you wanting your partner and feeling worthy and body image issues and withholds from your partner and, you know, all of that piece of it. And then arousal is really the understanding of the what your body needs to get turned on. Mm -hmm. So if you're in good health and you're not pissed off at your partner <laughs> and you realize that your body's never going to be better than it is today and you should love it for exactly what it is and just freaking let go of any worries about how you look because that's estrogen making you full of anxiety and highly self-critical. You have to master your mind, not let your mind master you. And so body image is estrogen's shitty little thing it does to us. Like testosterone makes men overly sure of themselves. Estrogen makes us unsure of ourselves and have more anxiety, which is totally unfair, but that's what it does. So you have to know that it's just that and you got to overcome it. So once you've kind of handled that piece of it, then arousal is giving your body enough time to get engorged, getting the blood flow, because... We women don't give ourselves enough time to get fully engorged. Mm -hmm. We have as much erectile tissue in our body as our partner has in his penis, if he's a penis owner. And uh, we, he gets, boink, there's his erection if he's lucky and in good shape. But for us, we, we don't, boink, we are like slow warm-ups. He's a light switch, boink, he's ready. We're a fire. You have to get the kindling and the tinder and blow on it and get it to a little warmth and a little, oh, there, it caught, caught fire. Oh, and now we're going to feed it little twigs. And then we're going to put on a little bigger piece of wood. You know, just throw a log on and expect to get a fire. And that's what a penis is. It's the log. You know, you throw the log in and there's no fire because there's no warm up. So we got to get the log owner to slow down and kindle our fires. And really that's for standing for our ourselves and being a no to being rushed into sex and teaching our partners how to turn us on, how to relax us, get us in our bodies, stroke our full bodies. We need full body touch. We don't need to be grabbed in the crotch and touched on the nipples right away. We need the outside in, slow and low. That's what it takes for the girls. And so really that is insisting upon that kind of pleasure 
for your lovemaking rather than just being penetrated like a masturbatory sock. Great. Oh, that does not make for good sex. No. Yeah. That's why Tantra is so amazing for this type of work too, because you learn the ways to really connect with another human on that deep connection level before you ever even start touching them. Yes. <laughs> and then it's all in the mind too. So really feeling, you know, breathing together and, breathing on different parts of the body together. And that's such a turn on for so many women. And most men don't go there. They don't know how to go there. or They've never been taught. So learning yeah. all that stuff is so important. And I love your distinction between desire, libido, and arousal. It's really helpful uh, for a lot of women to hear that is that, you know, libido is around the physical body, um, desire around the emotional, intimate connection, and arousal being the things that really you know, turn you on and how that's different for every person. So thank you for that distinction. That's awesome. My pleasure. Yeah. And uh, for us, arousal is different every day because we're lunar women. We're cyclical, hormonally cyclical. So what felt good yesterday isn't what we want today. And um, I'd like to give you a gift for your listeners. It's called the Sexual Soulmate Pact. And it essentially teaches you how to teach your partner. You have to train your partner without them knowing you're doing it really is what is best. Mm -hmm. um, it, it teaches you how to get your, if they're a male bodied partner, testosterone domis, dominant penis owner, how to be willing not only to take feedback, but to love getting feedback in every moment during your lovemaking because they suddenly do understand that it's nothing they're doing wrong. It's that you're much more cyclical in your desires and needs. And the way you want to be touched today is not the way you wanted to be touched yesterday. And they're not like that. They're much more steady state. So that's not familiar territory to them. You have to, they have to be taught. And so once you can get them to love getting your feedback and thanking you for it during sex, that really makes it where you feel comfortable enough to give it. So them encouraging you, yes, baby, how's that? Thank you. Okay, got it. Yep. Is this better? Thanks for letting me know. Oh yeah, cool. I've adjusted. Is it is this light enough or lighter still? Or do you want it more here or there? You know, when he starts replying to you in those ways and really acknowledging and appreciating what you're giving him as feedback, and he doesn't go, oh, I know, I know what I'm doing. You don't have to tell me. You know, like that just shuts down the yoni faster than a clank than a door clank shut. You know, mm -hmm. and so teaching him how to take that in and feel really good about it—that's the sexual soulmate pact, which I'll give you. The sexual soulmate pact at sexualsoulmatepact.com. P-A-C-T, like an agreement. Yeah. You can teach all your partners, whether it's a one night stand or the guy you've been having sex with for a hundred years, <laughs> they are trainable. And it's a great way to create that really easy bedroom communication that you both get to finally get on that upward pleasure spiral because you're acknowledging your needs in the moment, not what happened yesterday. Yeah. Wow. So valuable. Thank you for that gift. I'm sure there will be many ladies going off to get it. I appreciate that. Sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on Susan. Such valuable information here. Um, I love that, you know, all of the distinctions you made and all of the, the helpful things about the gut biome and health and how to change that. Thank you again. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Lacey. Yeah. <laughs>